Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Today, we're introducing a new kind of episode that we're calling The Bride Guide. In these Bride Guide episodes, I'll be deep diving into topics like setting up a timeline, creating a budget, finding the right florist, and so much more. And I'll also be pulling real questions from our brides inbox, so make sure to send in your wedding day dilemmas to brides at betches.com. I love solutions. So when I started my business, I realized I just wanted to help people create beautiful celebrations and that I was good at it. So why not give it my all? The Bride Guide is an extension of that mission to help as many people as possible. I've been getting a lot of y'all sliding into my DMs and I wanted to answer all of your questions and I was feeling a little torn like, "Ah, how do I service more people? So I thought doing these episodes would be a great way to get a lot more of your questions answered. So I'm going to jump right in. Today's topic is walking you through the vendor process. And I know a lot of you are either in the middle of planning, some of you may be at the start of planning, so I'm hopeful that this is extremely helpful to you. I'm going to move kind of fast, so I'm going to give you two minutes. I'm actually giving you two seconds to get your notebooks ready. Pause this thing if you need to, because we're deep diving today. I'm giving you just kind of the rundown of of, of 12-month mark. So within 12 months, these are the things in the order of which you do them. I say your wedding should have all vendors booked, give or take, five months out. So within, from 12 to 5, do your best to book all of these people. And I don't want to tell you when to book them because it will depend on your priority and what's keeping you up at night. If entertainment's on your mind the moment that you sign with a venue, go and search on entertainment so you can get it off your head. Because to me, I'm very much an intuition kind of chick. That's your intuition saying, go get this. If hair and makeup is on your mind the moment that you sign <laughs> you sign with your caterer, go find that hair and makeup team. But understand, some vendors will not be available. They're, they might not have their calendars open and they really just want to wait. They don't, they don't want to have to start thinking about a whole nother year. And that is valid. So give people grace, give people some space and just book when you can. 
and tell them, I really want to work with you. Is there any way I can put down a soft deposit? If they say, look, we really want to wait just because we don't know what our year is going to look like. They might be trying to have a baby. They might be trying to do a lot of things. Maybe they want to move across the country to a whole new thing. There are so many things that other vendors are working on you have no background on. So be patient with them if they are giving you the runaround if you're trying to book too early. Okay, I'm going to start off with what you should do before you book a single vendor. If you cannot hire a planner, I would say your first step in the process is to really identify a clear budget. And a clear budget might take some research. It might take you scouring the internet to just find a great template. But get a clear number from your family and your partner. Work together. Find a number that you want to spend on the wedding or find a number you do not want to exceed in the expenses of this day. And then remove 20% of that number what is left over should be your operating budget. That 20% should be held as an emergency fee. That is just my general suggestion. Like it's same to like buying a house. If you get a loan from the bank, you don't want to buy a house that is the entire loan. You want to shave a little bit off so you can maybe furnish the house. So <laughs> I always say hold 20% just because weddings always go over budget. So you want to be prepared. The next step before booking any vendor is to create a high level schedule for your wedding weekend. So if you're planning a rehearsal, if you're planning a welcome, and you're also planning a wedding day and maybe a Sunday brunch, just write a high-level sketch of what you want that weekend to look like. Like, you know, I'd love to check in on this day. I think we'll have dinner at this time. Maybe we'll do it for three hours. Maybe there's welcome for two hours. Really write out what you want to experience, and this is not the time to write it as you think it should be. Write it how you really want it. Because you're going to be planning this day so long, write out exactly if you want to do yoga in the morning, if you want to go on a run, if you maybe want to get a massage, like identify exactly what you want to experience on your wedding weekend, full stop, don't hold back. And the reason I like this exercise prior to booking vendors is it will allow you to identify where you will need vendors throughout before booking them. So that way, when you are reaching out to vendors and they're like, well, how many days do you need? How many hours? The high-level schedule will let you see, oh, well, I said I wanted someone to come and take, take a picture of me and my girls getting ready, but I also want to do a second look and the photographer, whomever, won't be able to leave until we do a sparkler exit. So it'll allow you to see exactly how many hours, the scope of work, and that way you can get a real quote from a vendor and from there, you can identify, do I really want this? Where can I, does it work for my budget? Or can I scale back and we can do something different? And then you can edit your run of show. We call it a run of show. You can call it a timeline, all of those things. So I hope that is a helpful little nugget. So focus on the venue as your next major step. Once you have a clear budget, once you have kind of a clear high level schedule, you can then go to the venue or venues, reach out to a few, reach out to a lot, and understand exactly date ranges that you're looking for and if they fit within your budget. And I would say patience is key because you're going to get immediate responses from some, from others you're going to get extremely lack of responses. So give yourself some patience and really take your time 
with vetting. I would say you definitely want to start with venue first, just because that is your generally your major ticket item and it will impact your budget. Immediately following your venue, you want to do food and beverage. So sometimes your venue will have food and beverage. And by food and beverage, I mean you want to understand what catering costs are and you want to understand what your bar costs are. Once you have food and beverage and bar cost and all of those things, I would also do a gut check again of your budget. So after you book every single vendor, always go back to your budget to see how it's aligning with your estimate. So I use a spreadsheet and there's an estimate column of like, this is what we originally decided it was going to be. And then there's an actual column that shows you, okay, this is what we are intending to spend. With your venue, food and beverage all completed, assessing your budget, go to photography after that. I would say you want to book a venue like 12 months or more if you can. It really depends on the market. Yes, I have booked venues that are six to eight months in advance. I've even booked venues six weeks in advance. It really depends on you and it depends on how quickly you want to get married. Anything is possible. And if you're feeling panicked or or anxiety or any of that, I always tell my clients, What is meant for you will be for you. So don't get stressed over something you really cannot control. Do your best to do things in time, but everything is everything and everything happens for a reason. So the perfect venue will find you. So once your major vendors are booked, such as venue, food and beverage, and photography, again, reassess that budget and see where things are going. And this is kind of the next I'm going to just run down exactly the order in which I would do your next venue searching. So the next I would, after I calculate my expenses and understand the necessary adjustments, then I move into design. And design for me means creating a mood board of colors, textures, tones, all of that fun stuff. Your venue will impact the colors, textures, and tones. And I know some people will want to get a dress and do colors and textures prior to booking a venue. It's just sometimes your venue just does dictate everything stylistically. Not sometimes, it really does, 100%, in my opinion. So again, venue is major key. Catering, you can also start finding your dress the moment that you have secured your date. Once you move into design, get your colors, textures, and a mood board, I would then either go on Mented or start looking for your stationery. And I would also reach out if you want to hire a stationer. That's the point in which I would reach out to a stationer after I have a clear design vision. You don't need to have a true clear design vision. You can have a Pinterest board, but you should have something that helps communicate like what's your venue vibe, what's the vibe you're going for. And this will help you communicate visually to your creative partners. So you'll definitely want to send that to a stationer and a floral designer. I would then say go into entertainment, and it really depends on your market. Entertainment, if you're going for a DJ and you already know who the DJ is, once you book your venue, you can probably have that conversation relatively easily. Also, if you have a band in mind that you were in love with, you found from another wedding, I would also start that conversation the moment you have a date. Don't book any vendors before having a venue date, just because you don't You don't want to have to manage too many conversations until you've signed on the dotted line and you are confirmed with a venue. That's just general advice. Like you don't want to even send save the dates until you have a confirmed signed on the dotted line venue. Nothing happens until that happens. 
So entertainment, get that locked out of the way. Get your save the dates out after that. Save the dates go out, in my opinion, about nine months to, I've even sent them out six months prior to the event date. It really depends on how many guests it is. If there are a lot of people you need and they need to travel, you can definitely do nine to maybe 10 months. There's no reason to send out any correspondence a whole year in advance just because things happen and people will forget. So I would say anywhere between the seven to nine months prior is a realistic window. Yes, if you send them six months prior, it will be fine. Just because a lot of times now we're sending electronic save the dates, so people are getting the information much quicker. My thoughts on USPS, we will talk about at a later date, but I love paper and I love stationery and I wish the USPS was more reliable. But if you definitely want to send paper, I would say bump that timeline up and work with a stationer or work with someone who can tell you exactly how to send things appropriately and in, the, in a timely manner. Your ceremony should also get some attention immediately after the save the dates come out. And this means identifying a program, like who's walking down the aisle, who's walking down the aisle with whom. If you have some family relations that need to be worked out, this is a great time to start thinking about that. Your officiant, if it's a friend who's going to marry you, please make sure they're going through all the proper channels to get actually documented because this has happened many a time before. These people have had a lovely wedding. Their friend didn't go through all the proper channels and the wedding was null and void. So make sure they're doing everything in their power to understand the rules and regulations of each state to become an ordained officiant and to get registered with the state because those are two very separate things. Um, they have to become registered in the state of which you are getting married to actually coordinate or ordinate or ordain, yes, that's the word, the wedding where you're having it. So it's not just a friend who can just go to the uni United Church or whatever online and get some paperwork. There's an extra step and they have to also hear back from the state that they are an official registered officiant. Um, so until that happens, make sure you're on them <laughs> to become who they need to become. Or this is the time to start reaching out to your rabbi or pastor um, and making sure that they're available for the date. If you're getting married at a church, I strongly suggest at the moment that you have your venue booked, bump this up and actually have conversations with a church and your venue at the exact same time to coordinate a date. The last thing you want to do is book your venue and your church is not available the same date. Um, so again, church weddings, book your venue and your church at the same time. Um, and also work with them on timing because sometimes your church will have a much different schedule and your venue is like, well, we can't do a cocktail hour until six, um, which is exactly what I'm experiencing right now. So that's why I'm telling you, make sure that your church schedule is in alignment with your reception schedule and that there isn't a large gap window where you're, you have your guests doing maybe nothing. <laughs> felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. 
you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. All right, so get your ceremony underway. Get You've got to save the dates out. After all the heavy lifting is done, this is when you can start to go into floral design and rentals. Yes, you can book a floral designer much sooner. However, I always think design should happen maybe six months out. And the reason I say that is because you will come across so much inspiration and ideas and concepts that you get excited about. And if you're booking someone too soon or too early and your design changes, there are change fees, there's production change fees. So really you want to hone in on a clear vision and that will take some time. The colors probably will stay the same. I don't think you, I don't see a lot of people going drastically changing colors from like a red to let's go to all white. It's, it's rare. I rarely ever see that. But at the same time, I do see a lot of changes of like, oh, I actually want it to be a little bit more modern or I want it to be baby's breath. Now I want it a little bit more classic. So really give yourself some time here. Do not rush design because you want it to be exactly what you want. And some people are extremely indecisive. If you know that you are a decisive person and maybe you're not, you don't really care about floral design, then hire someone and tell them to make it lovely. Pro tip here, make sure you're seeing visuals from your floral designer. Don't just get a proposal with numbers. Make sure you're going through imagery and they understand what you're communicating because you may not know all the flowers that they know. So tell them that I want softness. I want big. I want little. I want like talk to them about scale. Also make sure that your floral designer understands your catering as far as what is going to be on the table? How many glasses? Is it going to be family style? Is there food in the middle of the table? Just because these things will impact your decor elements. So make sure catering gives you a rough concept of what your table will look like for dinner service, and then work with your floral designer to make a floral components match what that aesthetic would be. 
Also, your rentals, if you want to do like elevated chairs or maybe you want to get a cool charger or change out flatware or glassware, work with your venue if they are supplying it and ask them to send you pictures of everything that's in-house. I say create a mood board if you're not that festive. Just send the pictures to your floral designer so that they know what they're working with and see if they have any suggestions. Also, if your caterer is separate from your venue, send your caterer the details and say, hey, how do you feel about this? Is this good? And let them say, this is great. The rental company that we work with, they can share pricing with you and say, if you wanted an upgraded chair, this is what it would cost. If you wanted an upgraded charger, this is what it would cost. And you can make the decision on if there are some elements you want to upgrade. If I were to upgrade any item, it's generally a chair, but chairs are pretty expensive. I also, flatware to me, I don't think, I don't really care, but that's me. I always love great glassware. I think it can change a table pretty pretty well. <laughs> and then getting a really high-level linen. I think when you go for a really great linen and great glassware, regular flatware in China will still do the part. Okay, I'm moving along. After floral design and rentals, then you can go into hair and makeup. If hair and makeup is really, really important to you, I would say there's no need to book hair and makeup a year out unless you're really feeling like these people are going to be gone. If you have a die hard, I need somebody that knows me and gets me and I want to do multiple trials and this is something that's important to you, move it up. And then after that, I would say update your timeline now that you have your, once you have your vendors booked, create a timeline that you think that you think makes sense based on the times that everyone has given you as far as load out. So that's going to or load in. And that's going to take me to my next question. What to look out for when reviewing contracts. When you're communicating with all of these vendors, every contract is going to be extremely different. Some will be long, some will be relatively short, some (laughs) will be just an invoice. I would say what to look out for is anything you do not understand. If anything is not clear to you, you have to ask about it. Because You want to make sure you understand what you're signing on. And you want to also confirm dates. You want to make sure the times are correct. For a venue and for catering and for rentals, you want to ask for load-in time. Like, what time do they get there to set up? What time do they leave? Because sometimes these days and times end up being different. For, For instance, a rental company might say they actually want to arrive the Friday before a wedding. Well, then you'll have to talk to your venue if that's possible. And the same thing for loadout. Sometimes rental companies want to pick up the following Monday. If your venue contract says everything must be out that night, that's something to look out for. So confirm all of the load-in and load-out times overall through all the contracts that they make sense and are connecting with each other. Hours of service on site. And this, I think, is pertaining to like your photographer, your videography team, your catering staff. And this is where you're referencing your run of show based on, I want to party until 1 a.m. Well, does the venue allow that? When does food service stop? When does the bar close? And when does your catering team say they want to load and break down everything and be ready for your rental company that might be coming at midnight to pick up and you're trying to still have a party? Or the DJ is saying, I have to catch a flight for another gig and I need to close down this laptop at 11 o'clock. 
does that work? So hours of service for each vendor, when do they get there? When do they set up? And when do they break down? Just make sure that is extremely clear to you because once you sign, if you have to make changes to the hours of service, that's generally more money. I would say something to also look at when reviewing contracts, a clear scope of what is included and what is not. Specifically for um, your catering, make sure bar is included. Sometimes you're like, who's doing the liquor? Who's bringing water? Um, make sure it's really, really clear what they are not bringing so that you know exactly what you're going to have to supplement, whether it's ice. Same thing for entertainment. Do they bring their own sound? Are they bringing their own speakers? Or are they going to send you a rider four weeks before the event saying, I need a mic, I need speakers, I need this. So make sure the scope of work, and when I say scope of work, what they are guaranteeing that they will provide as a service provider. Your florist, what does she not do? There are some floral designers who don't do candles. And when you get there, you're like, I thought there were going to be some candles. So make sure it's really clear before you sign a contract that you understand what, like, are they also a floral designer who just drops things off? So a clear understanding of do they come in the door, <laughs> put the flowers on the table, do they stay and move the flowers? Very, very helpful. So clarity is key when you are reviewing contracts. And even have a clear conversation with them. I would say, say like, hey, I just want to make sure, hey, that, that's my hey. Hey, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm getting everything really clear. Tell me what I need to be doing. Instead of saying, what don't you do? Just say, so what do I need to do? And generally, they have a really clear response and saying, yeah, we'll need you to provide a vendor meal. We'll need you to provide, um, I know for bands, we'll need you to provide band breaks and we need to make sure there's a stage. So ask them really clearly once you get that contract, what else would you need to be on the lookout for? Okay, foreign overseas vendors. I think if you are planning a destination wedding, expect weeks between responses because sometimes also there's serious language barriers. So do not expect anything within 72 hours. If you do, that's lovely. Because also consider there's a whole time zone change. They're way far ahead of us. Generally, if you're thinking of Europe, um, they're, what, six, seven hours. And if you're on the West Coast, what, nine hours ahead of us? So consider that there's going to be a lot of back and forth. Also consider working with a professional, definitely, to plan a destination wedding in a place that you do not live. And the reason I say this is because for our team, I do my best to not try and reach out to vendors because coming from an American perspective, they're definitely going to raise the price of things because I am an American. It would be much better to work with someone who's local, which we like to do. So if I have a client who wants to do a destination wedding, I'm going to try and find a local planner there that I can communicate the style and vision to, but she can speak relatively clear to someone that's there and definitely get me a better price than I would get on my own especially as a bride calling in on their own. So I think there's a world in which if you're planning for foreign overseas vendors, take your time. Do not get stressed out. It's not an American wedding for a reason. Give them grace because they're not a part of your culture. You have to blend to be in their culture. So take your time. If it's really stressing you out, coordinate a site visit. Go there and schedule meetings. 
and do all of your things in person because also that language barrier is going to drive you insane. So I would say take all your pictures, take all your visuals, do your tasting, like go spend a couple days, get everything done and walk away knowing you know exactly what you're expecting and receiving from this event. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, let's get into these emails. I'm really excited to answer some of these questions. It's literally my favorite. So I love hearing from all of you brides, grooms, anyone who's in my channel, my nearly weds, all of you lovely folks. Thank you so much for, for continuing to follow, like, and all of those things. If you do want to submit your problems, your dilemmas, whatever you're experiencing so I can get them quicker, go to Betches Brides Instagram or email them at brides at betches.com. All right, let's get into some of these emails. My fiance and I are planning our wedding and we are torn between having a DJ, having a live band, or just doing some sort of playlist for the evening. I want to make the event great for our guests who are traveling so far for the wedding, but we're already close to being over budget, so we're even considering just some sort of playlist. Music entertainment is important to me and less so to my fiance. Ooh, spicy. I agree with you. Entertainment will make or break an event. So I would definitely say no playlist at all. If at anything, I'm okay. I I don't. I digress. The places where you can do a playlist always a cocktail hour, but if music is important to you, you have to make it important for your day. For your fiance, if it's less important, I get it, but it really is. It really is a breaking point for your event, and since people are coming so far and generally if there's a mix of cultures or a mix of different people, I do think a DJ is a better route because they can kind of transition between varied music relatively quickly and kind of move to different genres a bit quicker than a band set would do. Now, I also love a band hybrid. So I like a band during dinner or some type of live music while dinner is happening and transitioning to a DJ for the dancing portion, which is generally when your elderly people kind of go away. So that's when you can kind of play the music that is a little bit more inappropriate <laughs> um, if that's your speed. So I think a hybrid of maybe like a little jazz moment during dinner, maybe with one vocalist to just do a little serenading during dinner. And what I would say is, Great music does impact your food. Like it impacts the way food tastes. It impacts the way people feel. And it kind of gives a level of pleasure that you wouldn't be able to create with a playlist, I I think. So I'm always like live band during dinner, DJ 
for the after party. See if you can make it work. If you can't, do a DJ throughout the entire night and they can make that thing go. But I would say communicate to your fiance that this is extremely important because Fallon said so and get a great, have great music. You won't forget it. But food, you kind of forget, but you won't. Yo, we were on the dance floor all night long. His DJ was fire. I've had a lot of people who have referral bands and they have referral catering companies. So just flag that. All right, so the next email is, I'm hoping to get some advice from you about being ghosted by wedding vendors. Ooh, saucy. I booked my hairstylist and I've already had my trial with her and paid the deposit. I emailed her to postpone the wedding and it took her over a week and a follow-up email for me to respond. She said she would send me over the updated contract the next day. I still haven't received the contract and I've emailed her twice about it. My most recent email said that if I don't hear back from her within two days, I would cancel the contract and request that I get my deposit back. It's now been two days and she hasn't responded. I'm just wondering what, well, she definitely, she definitely doesn't care about that. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on this. Even if she does reply now, I've lost any confidence for being able to trust her to show up on the wedding day. Would you expect to get the deposit back after this? How would you handle a situation like this? I hope you can help me out. If, In all honesty, she probably wants you to cancel. And by you canceling first, it allows her to keep the deposit. Well, at least in my contract. <laughs> so my contract reads, once you pay money, it is non-refundable. And so I would encourage you to look at your contract to identify if there's anything that is refundable. So if not, if you cancel, you will cancel and you will walk away with nothing and just find a new hair and makeup stylist. At the same point, if you don't have any confidence and she's not being responsive, I think it is time for you to move on. And I think it's up to you to be okay with walking away without that money. And if you've done everything to reach out to her, it's almost also at the point of, like, is she being social on Instagram? Like, does she even have a business anymore? Like, maybe she doesn't even do this anymore. Your email also reads, I booked my hairstylist and you already had your trial with her and paid the deposit. So if she's your true hairstylist, is she... That's why I'm like, can you call the hair salon and ask what happened? I would do some digging into, is the business even operational? And if she's not responding, I think you just really, I think you just have to walk away because there's no other way, unless there's a way for you to get in touch that you haven't tried yet. Yes, you are being ghosted and she is, she's out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, next email. I am struggling to find vendors. We booked all of our big ticket items already. Venue, band, catering, event coordinator. Very happy for you with this event coordinator. However, it's literally impossible to find someone for our additional vendors like floral and hair and makeup. We are in Indianapolis, and while there are some seriously skilled vendors that do amazing work, the pool is a bit smaller and everyone is booked. It's becoming next to impossible to find someone that I've 
even heard of, and I'm starting to panic. I left these smaller things toward the end. I just could not have predicted the insane amount of weddings in October. And we are still just under a year out from wedding. So it's not even last minute. I'm getting nervous I won't be able to find the right people for these details. Is it tacky to do my own hair and makeup or ask a friend? What do I do about my mom and future mother-in-law who plan on being treated on that day? Do I trust a smaller florist that doesn't have as many reviews? Any suggestions or advice or just simply telling me to calm down would be appreciated. Calm down. (laughs) Now, I have had this scenario happen, and I will say there, and I don't want to keep saying this, but working with an event coordinator specific to your market will help you prepare for these things. Because I will say, in certain cities that are off the beaten path, like the Cape or Indianapolis, or we did a wedding in St. Louis, since there are such a small selection of vendors, everything does go rather quickly, which is why sometimes, like in New York, you have to book your vendors, you have to book your venue well over 12 months in advance because things go that quickly. However, in Los Angeles, I've realized I can book, I just booked a venue for a September wedding, and it's April, So it's like everything is relatively different depending on where you live. So in smaller cities, I would would start doing initial outreach for your vendors on the front end or work with a coordinator or work with even your venue and say, hey, what's next? Because I know some places it's like the moment you get your venue done, you you immediately need to go into hotel blocks and transportation depending on the city. Um, And also consider... Is your venue date, is your venue book date around a holiday? Is it around maybe a marathon or another conference where other vendors might be tapped? So this is a very, this is a great email because it touches on a lot of points. But I will say October, September and October are your heavy wedding months. So I already would have said, well, girl, if you get married in September, October, you definitely want to get some things booked off the bat. Solutions here, go to a neighboring city to see if there's someone booked that meets your criteria. You might end up paying a little bit more, but also ask if they're coming to the city for another event in the same weekend and see if you can share cost on someone driving in. I would also work with anyone that's having a wedding at your venue, sharing rentals. And definitely not the plates or anything, but if you guys are both getting the same chair, See if you can split costs. Same going for tent. There's many times where I've shared a rental order with someone in order to cut cost and because everyone is booked. I would also ask, and if you're talking, and I'm I'm talking loosely about rentals, but it sounds like you're talking about a, a floral designer who's completely booked. I would ask your floral designer if she has any other suggestions of people that she's worked with. And I would also work with the smaller I would work with the smaller floors and make sure you're really clear on what you're asking them for. If you're trying to do a major build out with hanging installations, then that might be a thing. But if you're going super minimal, a newbie florist is eager to make this project happen. It's probably going to give you a great rate and probably has still great work. And you're going to be the one that gives them the step up. So I always love a newbie florist that is eager to make things work. I would say do tons of floral mock-ups with them. Maybe ask them if you can do two of them um, and pay just pay them for the wholesale cost of the flowers. Ask if they can do 
a mock-up for you to get yourself straight. Like, all right, I like where this is going and maybe you you like it exactly as it is and doesn't don't need to tweak it. Or maybe you say, let's do another let's do another one of this and I want to see more of this flower, less of this flower. But I totally believe in trusting some smaller businesses that you can give an opportunity to because it generally ends up helping your budget and you end up getting a little bit more than what you expected with a larger scale um, company. If you're just under a year out, uh, just under a year means you're 11 to 10 months away from your wedding, there is still time to find a hair and makeup and there is still time to find a florist. I would just, I, I, to be honest, I would just keep at it. It's If the wedding is tomorrow, it's like, Yes, you're doing your own hair and makeup. You still have if you still have 10 months, you can you can still do some outreach. I would really just lean on the people that you are in love with and say, "Hey, are there any people that you would suggest? Do you have associates that could come? Let me know what the other alternatives are." But until you're like 3 months out, I would not panic like at all. And again, trust the other people, give them a chance, start doing some mock-ups right now and Calm down. You got this. <laughs> okay. Last one. So Grace slid into my DMs and said, I just came off my bachelorette weekend where I experienced high anxiety. I realized that being the center of attention is not what I love. What about an episode chatting about how to manage anxiety and fully enjoying the wedding day? Just a thought as I try to navigate how I'm feeling and not letting anxiety take away from the big day. All right, my first question is here. One, figure out what is it that you don't like about being the center of attention? Because my initial thought is, is that something about worthiness? Do you not believe that you are worthy of the attention that you're receiving? And are you shy? Are you an introvert? As a fellow introvert, I also just can't manage a lot of people in one setting. And I... Like I can enjoy people for a little bit and then I have to go away and like recharge. So I would say dig deep into what creates the anxiety about being the center of intention and write that down of like, why can't you let people love on you? Because that's what they're doing. They are showering you with love. They are giving them the best of themselves to support you and they want to know that they see you and that they acknowledge you and that they're supporting you. And I think that's, you're going to get a lot of that on your wedding day. So I'm, my concern is if this is just your bachelorette party, walking into a wedding weekend is going to be tricky. So identify why see if you can fix that <laughs> before and work with your, if you have a planning team, if possible, work with them to see how you can mitigate being in the center. And a way to do that is if you have a wedding party, which it sounds like you do because you guys just went on a crazy bachelorette party weekend, I would say work with them to figure out maybe when you're doing the first dance, your wedding party is standing around you. As you're doing your entrances, maybe the wedding party is coming with you. Maybe let your fiance know that I'm going to really need to be anchored next to you. I'm going to need to hold your hand. But at the same time, find confidence in these are all people that love you and want the best for you. And you've invited them to experience a special day that is literally all about you. <laughs> so it's going to be really hard to get away from them and hide from them 
when you have invited them to come to experience you. You are the major talent (laughs) at this event. So I would encourage you to, I was going to say smoke a joint or do something or eat an edible or, but you want to be present for this. And I would say, live in it, experience it, and just do your best to breathe. And that's it. Because there's nothing that's happening to you when you're the center of attention. Everyone is just loving on you. And it's a high emotion. So let them, let the feelings feel. Feel everything. Express your feelings too. Cry if you need to, if you're overwhelmed. Um, But I would say feel your feelings. All right. That's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Betches.